0: Congratulations. You played yourself.
1: Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes! 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 Oh yes! That is a
0: disgusting act. The lead, the lead, the lead, the lead. You just made the
1: list! Congratulations. You played yourself.
0: Episode of the Lucha Outsiders Show. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain stays chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Radar, and I'm joined by my tag team partner. He's the man that put the honor back in Ring of Honor. He's the analysis of the LOC. He's a straight shooter on Twitter, and when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of Long
1: Island. Yo,
0: yo, yo. What's up, Mario? What's up is that we're recording on a Tuesday night. That's what's up. <laughs>
1: Yes, it is. We mentioned it last week on the show how crazy our schedule would be, but hey, we're here. That's really all that matters. There will be a new episode this week, so here it is.
0: Yeah, just be grateful that we're getting, uh, we're giving you guys another episode this week, because we don't know what the hell's going to happen next week. <laughs> <But> we'll, <laughs> that out. We'll, we'll figure probably. it out. We'll figure it out. I was talking to Leo. Obviously, Leo's not on the show, but I was talking to Leo over the weekend. I told him how the month of May is just going to be crazy. And we're not even in May yet. And we're already feeling the effects of it like now. But the month of May is just going to be crazy. So there's going to be some like scheduling episodes drop. They're not going to drop like on a Sunday or like an early Monday morning. They're just going to be like spread out at some point. We'll figure it all out. And we got like Mother's Day coming down like in a couple weeks. That's on a Sunday. So we got to figure that out. A lot of changes. For the time being, but we'll figure it all out.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll get through. It's, uh, you know, that's life for you. And thing, things happen. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on in both of our lives. And, you know, when we can, we'll be here for you, just like we are here <laughs> on a Tuesday night at 10 p.m. after Mario just worked the whole day. Oh. And, uh, you know, I, I, I worked, you know, I got out of work hours ago. But at this point, uh, you know, usually in bed, but be grateful peckerheads here we are how great would it be if
0: we didn't have like our shoot jobs that you know gives us the luxury of acting like a man child and you know going to these trips or going to all these wrestling shows or whatever if we could just do this for a living and still make the same amount of money that we make on our shoot jobs
1: oh that's the dream bro that's that's what i call the american dream right there uh yeah dude in a perfect world That would be ideal, but obviously the world is far from perfect, and, uh, (laughs) you know, yeah, we have to work these shit jobs that, uh, you know, drain us, but that's what brings us to shows and, uh, you know, gives us the lives that we got, so, hey. We get to do this on the side, and this is what gives us uh, the real joy in, in our lives. So
0: it, it's funny because I remember I think when we were talking about Mania, when the the following week after Mania, you were you were saying something, and for whatever reason, popped in my head uh, today on the drive home. I guess because I was thinking like, granted, I don't I don't have kids, or I'm not married, or anything, but. And I'm not saying that I will ever have kids. I I don't know. You know, if it happens, it happens. But I think at some point in my life, there's going to be a point where I'm not going to be able to do some of the things that I do now, you
1: know? So it's like, if I could do it, why not do it? And I remember you saying that. Oh, yeah, dude. That's been my motto for, like, so long now. Like, this is why I go on all these trips and do all these things because, yeah, there's going to be a, come a time where, you know, not that I'm not going to go to any shows or not travel at all anymore, but... I can't just say, you know, one week before the Royal Rumble that I'm going to go to the Rumble. And, you know, can't do that for Revolution and, you know, do all these things. I mean, God, you know, I mean, it, it, if all goes well, um, and we'll obviously get more into this, but if all goes well, I'd like to, like, legit end this year by going to Rumble, Revolution, Mania, Forbidden Door, mm-mm, mm-mm. SummerSlam, mm-mm. All Out. I mean, dude, that's, like, that's insane. And literally, none of those took place in my home state. Okay? Right. right. So, like, that's just, uh, I mean, that's nuts. But, like I said, there's going to be a point where I'm not going to be able to do that. And I'm going to look back and be like, wow, like, glad I did it when I could.
0: No, nah, you're absolutely right. I, I guess because we were going to record today, obviously, you know, you hit me up and was like, hey, I'm, I'm free tonight. Let's-, let's do something. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm down. <clears throat> and I was just thinking about it. I was thinking about, like, yeah, Ryan, this say, like, at some point. You know, I'm a, even smart enough to know at some point I'm not going to be able to do some of these random trips. Now, granted, I can't be as good as you. Like, hey, about next week. I can't make it cause I'm going to Revolution. Not as good as that. But, like you know, obviously I'm going to go to Vegas for Double or Nothing. And we're going to talk about the Forbidden Door, which to me is the biggest story in wrestling. But we'll get to that in a little bit. You know, at some point it's going to be like, fuck, I got to be full adult and just 10%. Of being a man child instead of the twenty.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, uh, you know, you'll figure it out. Yeah, it's it's uh, unfortunately, you know, all good things come to an end. And uh, like I said, you guys do the things that you want to do while you still can. You know, I mean, if you have you have the money for it, right? You're still living at home, you know, this this is the time to really live it up and uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, And, you know, I know I I haven't heard this saying in a while, but YOLO, man, you only live once. So, there you go. Especially,
0: and I'm a little bit older than you, but, like, for me, my motto is, as long as, okay, the mortgage is paid, these bills are getting paid, whatever, the necessities, everything is getting taken care of. And I could still afford to, like, let's say go to Vegas or whatever it is. If I can afford to do these things, and as long as my responsibilities are taken care of then it's okay for me to be a man child, but a lot of people, especially in the wrestling world, and we'll talk about the toxicity, that the uproar of just negativity that, that, that happened in the last week or so, but you know, some wrestling fans, I won't even say some, a lot of wrestling fans, they have no problem, you know, fuck my job, fuck this credit card bill that I owe hundreds of thousands of dollars for, fuck this, fuck that, fuck these responsibilities. Hey, let me spend my money on this that I shouldn't be spending my
1: money on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just stupid, you know, that's just idiotic. I mean, you know, don't drive yourself broke over wrestling shows, for Christ's sake, you know, like, mm-hmm. like please, don't do that. Uh, yeah, only could do it if you can afford to do it. Uh, you know, people ask me all the time, like, geez, Ryan, like, uh, how, how do you afford to go all these shows? Well, because I, I don't know. I mean, I work I, I work. Have the money for it. Like, right. I don't even know, like, like what a stupid, like thing for people to even ask me. you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I just do it. Like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, like I never know what to say to people when they, when they, you know, say that to me, but, um, yeah, I mean, listen, th- this is our guilty pleasure, bro. is traveling to shows me and you. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's way too much fun. And uh, it, it really it is costs bro. way too much money.
0: It really but, is. But it's like, it's such worth, it's worth it though. Like the, the experience and, yep. and, you know, it, it's kind of like, it's just an escape. Even if it's just for a couple of hours or just a weekend or whatever, it's just an escape for, from reality and what you're living yeah. in or whatever. Everybody needs
1: that, mm-hmm. you know? And for us, so, is wrestling. Yeah, exactly. That that just happens to be our thing. So, and, and honestly, wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, me either.
0: Like I said, the biggest story is the Forbidden Door announcement. But I kind of want to work backwards. Like kind of go like recent shit and then just kind of work our way back to the Forbidden Door announcement and just everything coming out of that. So let's talk about 20 years of Wharton. WWE Credit to them, they did an awesome promo package for Randy Orton last night. And also the promotional work going into it, because like I felt, all I saw in my wrestling timeline, all I saw was just Randy Orton, like just throwback pictures, the greatest RKO's, this and that, and Randy doing something else, and stuff with Evolution and Legacy, and then obviously his current stuff with RK-Bro and... You know, it's crazy to think that Randy Orton's a legend. 20 years of Orton. That's crazy because I, I remember back in 2002 when he had, like, kind of like a, a mushroom hairstyle type thing and and he was wrestling with, like, shorts. Like, they were, like, kind of, like, wrestling short tights. Like, not, like, the, the briefs that he rocks now. Just looking at the evolution, especially in that promo package that you saw, like, for me, especially just seeing the, the, the growth of Randy Orton and just... To what he evolved to, no pun. I would say, like, the best version of Randy Orton is the one we're watching now on TV. Like, he's just fucking great. Like, he's a legend. He's not a legend killer. He's a fucking legend.
1: It's crazy, man. I, I legit, I mean, feel like we watched Randy Orton grow up, like, right in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know just seeing that video package that they showed last night and the beginning of raw and, you know, just seeing all the pictures of like, you know, the WWE has been posting on their socials all week and just to see how young he looked and to see how much older he looks now. And uh, he's still obviously the best shape of his life and having one hell of a run and has not slowed down one bit. He said it himself, he ain't going nowhere. He still has a lot to, to prove and, and accomplish and, Um, you know, he's not going anywhere for a long time. What a freaking, like I said, like, I mean, you could call him a legend. You could, I mean, he's just, he's unbelievable, bro. Mm -hmm. Like 20 years in this business in the same company and still going at the level that he's going at. I mean, not many people could say that they've done that or will ever do that. I mean, he's literally one of a kind. Um,
0: he's, he's literally
1: timeless and, uh, it's just incredible the things he's accomplished in his career, Um, he's done it all. He really has. I mean, I don't know what else there is for him to possibly do, um, but Hey, listen, if he sticks around for the next, you know, 10 years, I'm cool with that because uh, I love Randy Orton. Uh, I immediately became a huge Randy Orton fan. The moment I saw him on my TV, when I first started watching, I used to literally hate him at times too. when he was that ultimate just legend killer, just uh, a piece of shit <laughs> version of Randy. Right. Orton. My goodness, God, he was on another level. Um, and nobody's better heel than he is when you know he he just flips that switch. So, um, yeah. What, what more can you say? I really don't even know what else to say about Randy
0: Orton. He's literally the goat. From a wrestling aspect, that um uh, video package they showed us last night on Raw. Not only did you see like the growth of as him as a performer, but you also saw like the growth of him of him becoming a better person as well. Because you know he has no shame on saying that he he was a piece of shit before. And you could tell in that video package, too, just on his body type when he was messing around with some stuff that he shouldn't have been messing around with, and when he was clean. You could even tell by his body at, at certain points of his career. I don't know if you caught that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I didn't until you just mentioned it, but now, uh, you know, I, I could definitely see that and picture it. Um, you know, he, he's... Listen, he's went through it all, man. I mean, I yep. think, you know, uh, 20 years is a long freaking time. So you're going to have ups. You're going to have downs. and Obviously, he's had many ups and many downs, and uh, that's just normal, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a roller coaster of a ride. Um, but, you know, the only thing that matters the most is, you know, the present day right now. and He looks better than ever. He seems happy. He seems healthy. And, you know, he's just going to keep moving along. And I just hope he continues to be happy and healthy for as long as he could do this and honestly like I don't know if he's gonna put a marker on it or if he's just gonna go until he can't go no more. Um like I said he's still at the top of the game and still could be literally in the main event scene yep. today. I mean we we talked about this I don't know I forget if it was last week or the week before, um, about how he should jump back into the title Damn picture man. face Roman Reigns at some point. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll I feel like we'll definitely get... That's
0: a marquee match.
1: That's a big marquee match. Oh, yeah, dude, totally. Man. That could main event of WrestleMania. That could main event of SummerSlam. You know, I think we'll definitely get at least one more world title run from Randy Orton. But I think at this point, we'll probably get multiple uh, world title runs still to come for Randy Orton. You know, um, I don't think he's ever won the Universal title. So that'd be something new for him. Yep. And uh, listen, Cody Rhodes is back. It's a new challenger there. Like I said, a feud with Roman Reigns could be cool. Uh, yeah, he, he's still got a, a lot to, to do, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing all that he has left. And he hasn't missed a beat
0: either. He's actually gotten better with age.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. It's, as if he couldn't get any better right. than he already was. Uh, yeah, for sure.
0: Even like last night, just seeing him, that eight-man tag, when he tagged with Cody Rhodes and obviously Matt Riddle and then Ezekiel. A.K. Elias. I don't want to even get started with that, but you have this big eight man tag against the Usos, Seth Rollins, and KO. And just seeing Randy Orton just hitting RKO after RKO in those closing moments of that match, I'm like, man, this guy is just. He's like Kobe, man. Like, he's like Kobe Bryant. Like, he's just like. he. And the reason why I compare him to Kobe is like, you know, after Jordan, Kobe. Was like that next guy that either people wanted inspired to be. Jordan was like on a league of his own, right? But then Kobe gave you kind of like a different version of it, and that and that's kind of like what I look at Randy. Like I feel like if if you could compare him to someone like like a sports legend, like especially in basketball, I feel like Randy's kind of like a Kobe Bryant. I don't know if that that kind of makes sense, but. Just seeing those closing moments of, like, Randy just hitting all these different RKOs kind of reminded me of, like, Kobe Bryant's, like, last game when he just started hit- hitting all three-pointers and all these jump shots, like, out of nowhere, boom, 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 boom. Like, it reminded me of that.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a really interesting, uh, you know, comparison for sure. Um, yeah, like I said, he's definitely on a Kobe Bryant level, you know. If you're going to pick uh, a guy who's had, you know, type of career Mm -hmm. you know again I know it's totally two different sports but I think everybody catches you know uh, our drift you know when when we compare these two I mean you know historic athletes that are going to go down in the history books as you know the greatest of all time in their own professions you know
0: yeah man Randy's fucking awesome another thing that I that that I really enjoyed yesterday because it felt real it didn't feel like it was produced is just seeing the interaction of Cody and Randy like Cody talks, even before he even came back to the WWE. Cody has always talked highly of Randy Orton. Just to see them interact with each other yesterday in the ring, and then even to start the show when Matt Riddle brought him out, and you just saw that hug, and then you see on social media these pictures of Randy and Cody together. Like, they both legitimately are just happy to be around each other. And just uh, it's just cool seeing, as a fan, it's really cool seeing stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude, I, I love the fact, uh, that they. You know, embraced And uh, it was just such a cool moment You know, obviously given the history, man And I love when we could see this type of stuff You know, so obviously Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes uh, Were in Legacy together with mm-hmm. Ted DiBiase yep. And, um, you know, that group was awesome back in the day You know, I, I genuinely enjoyed them Even though at that time, you know, I hated Randy Orton Because <laughs> I hated the heels back then And, you know, uh, but th- that whole entire group was awesome And to see how far Cody Rhodes has come, obviously you know, has come into his own, and now he's pretty close to, to the level of Randy Orton right now in terms of, you know, uh, being a, a main event top star in WWE. Yep. Um, just to see them, you know, come together for the first time in many, 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 many years um, was really, really cool. And, and he put a nice tribute post on his Instagram with a nice picture of them two backstage um and yeah i just uh when cody was in ringside in the beginning of the episode um and the rest of the superstars were i knew they were setting up for you know something you right know i mean they, they had to I mean you, you have to eventually you know tie this back in where it's like cody sees randy for the first time and you know we got to kind of have to see that moment you know right, i feel like right, there's right. gonna be a time where where they're going to, you know, face off with each other of and with each other, and I hope that day comes. Yep. Um, but this was a really, really cool uh, moment to see those two back together.
0: Let me tell you something, WWE loves Cody Rhodes' entrance, let me tell you, and I love it too! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, over the top, and, uh, you know,
1: just the way he likes
0: it, and yeah, of course the way we like it. Cody, Cody loves it! Cody, even when they're not fucking, like, recording anything, like, let's say, It's off air, whatever. Like, he wants his pyro. He wants all this shit. Like, if he could have pyro 24-7, like, let's say him coming home. You know, to Brandy. He would have Pyro. That's what Rakodi
1: would want. <laughs> probably, yeah. I mean, listen, it's good. he probably has something that triggers uh, Pyro <laughs> on his front lawn every time he pulls up a, you know, to his house.
0: <laughs> and, the, and his theme song hits, too, and everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Every, everything's
0: got to be, you know, oh. over the top ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. I love it, though. It's, listen, we're joking about it, but I fucking love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is something that I want to bring up. I don't know if we... We love it, we hate it, or we just feel indifferent about it. But that's Austin Theory. Austin Theory won the United States Championship last week. He beat Finn Balor this week, last night. He had a Miss TV segment and... You know, going back and forth, Austin Theory saying like how much he respects the Miz, and then the Miz saying like you can elevate the United States Championship, blah blah blah. And then we got a, a we got a return, which I want to hold off on that. But how do you feel about Austin Theory being United States Champion?
1: Um, uh, you know, I don't mind it. Um, I think clearly, you know, the companies is. Fully, one hundred percent behind oh, yeah. him. Mm-hmm. They're very high on him. Vince yep. sees him as the next John Cena. It seems like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm a fan of Austin Theory. I wouldn't say I'm a I'm a huge fan, right? Um, but he's a good worker for sure. Um, and you know, he's like I said, he's he has got a lot to prove, obviously. But you know, with with Vince backing him and the WWE putting high on him, it's it's, right. it's it's a good sign for his future. Um, you know, listen. Finn Balor, man, like, I don't think at this point WWE is ever going to no. elevate him no. to main event status. I don't. I just no. don't see him ever becoming a world champion. I just don't see what his future really is in the company. I mean, time and time again, he's gone down to NXT. He's come back up. It's the same shit over and over and over. They give him the U.S. title. For what? You know, he couldn't even get on to WrestleMania. Uh, he nope. couldn't even have a match there. Nope. It's just, uh, it, it's a shame but at this point, it's kind of just like, well, you know, it, it is what it is. Eventually, I don't know when his contract is up, but when it is, uh, who knows if he's going to resign? And you know what? I could see him walking right out the door because, like I said, what else is there to do at this point? Um, so I, I didn't even mind Austin Theory beating him because it's just at this point, like what – like I said, where was Finn going with the U.S. title? He wasn't doing anything with it, and, you know, I – Think obviously WWE is going to have Austin Theory do more with that title than they would have uh, with Finn Balor still holding it. So uh, the title win didn't surprise me one bit. And, you know, like I said, I'm cool with it. If they want to back up Austin Theory and, and make him the next big thing, well, then we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm here for it. You know, we'll see.
0: Austin Theory, or now just Theory, I, I, I'm still going to call him Austin. He has a lot of potential to be a big thing. Uh, you know, he's. A talented worker. He's not like, you know, he's not doing like flippy shit or anything like that, but he's still like a very solid worker. He could, he's a great seller. I loved his work in Evolve. Like, I loved that version of Austin Theory, like the character he's portraying. Just like this cocky, over the top superstar. Like that, that was the, what he was doing. That was the type of business he was doing in Evolve. And then, you know, fast forward to now, I personally just feel while he is getting pushed, And I'm not necessarily hating on his push. I'm not even hating the fact that he won the United States Championship. What else is Finn Balor going to do? Like, you know, he wasn't doing nothing for the United States Championship. Like, don't get me wrong. That's another accolade for him. Hey, I was the United States Champion. But, like, you know, Finn Balor's, like, WWE run has been, like, so fucking weird. It's not even funny. But that's, that's like, another story for, like, another day. Let's just talk about Austin Theory here. I just feel like the way WWE portrays Austin Theory they haven't given the audience to give a shit about him either as a face or as a heel for me and i don't know maybe you feel differently but for me every time i i see him not when he's in the ring working but just when he's like on the mic like to me it's like i kind of want to just change the channel cuz it's like there's no substance there there's nothing it feels very bland there's nothing there like his promos I don't, I don't know who's producing his promos. It's not even that he's a bad talker. There, it's just like there's no substance there. I don't know. It's just I look at the reaction of the fans, and they're not even booing or chanting. They're just like, whatever.
1: Yeah, he, he uh, you know, I don't think he gets a big reaction at all. I don't really think a lot of people care about him, mm-hmm. uh, and that's definitely got to change. I mean, listen, this selfie gimmick, like... um, you know, I'm not really sure if that's it. You know, I just feel like he should be a more dirty heel, cocky. Arrogant asshole. Yep. I literally compare him to Sammy Guevara because Sammy Guevara looks like that guy you just want to smack across the face, right? right. Like he's just a smiling typical a goofy grin, A typical yeah. jock. Yeah. That's exactly what I see when I look at Austin Theory. And, um, like I said, I, I just feel like to get some more heat, he needs to start being a more dirty, you know, cheating type of heel. Um, you know, just, just, to, just to get a more, a reaction of, of any sorts, you know, right. if, if, hey, if people cheer him, you know, if they want to, you know, if they think it's a cool thing to do, then fine. Uh, but if they, and if they want to boo him, well, obviously that's what he, you know, yep. the goal would be, but to get no reaction is never a good thing. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to agree with agreement with you there in terms of like people not caring about him. I definitely think that needs to change, uh, because I could see him being, potentially the next big thing in the company i mean he's he's great in work, he has potential worker. he has he's potential. A good talker.
0: Yep. yeah so, he's not even know. he's not it's not like he can't talk or whatever like he's not he's not like roman reigns levels early like when he broke off broke out of the shield and he just was just getting lost in his lines or whatever like it's not that he's a bad talker it's just there's no substance there they're not giving an audience to care about him right now as a heel. Like. They just, it's like, whatever. Like, they just don't care. And I I look, and I look at the people. There's just, like, no reaction for this guy. It's like not even, see, well, like, Roman or whatever, like, he was getting forced down our throats or whatever. So, instantly, it was boo. At least Roman was getting our reaction. Where he's like, hey, we want to see this guy on our TV. You know, fast forward to all these years later. Now it's like, we can't get enough of Roman. But with Austin Theory, it's like, nobody cares about him to the point where there's just no reaction.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, like I said, I believe that'll change at some point. Like I said, uh, you know, they're obviously high on him, so they're going to do everything in their power. Well, they should. I mean, let's hope they do unless Vince gives up on him. Um, You know, they should do everything in their power to make him, you know, the best possible, you know, heel or babyface, whatever they want to do. I'm I'm pretty sure it would be a heel, uh, you know, that they can. So, yeah, I mean – I think uh, it's, it's a, definitely a work in progress, but at least you know, like you said, it's not like Roman, where in terms of, you know, I mean, Austin Theory's been around. He he's been on the indies. I mean, yeah. you just mentioned Evolve before. I see this guy in Evolve all the time. Like yep. obviously he's got the experience, so he's not like somebody who just came off of you know uh, doing football or right. uh, you know being a powerlifter or anything like right. that. Um, yeah. So you know, step one is done right there. But now it's time to really take him to the next level and. You know, he's done some NXT. You know, he he actually had like two stints in NXT, right? I think he he came up, he went back down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he could do comedy and stuff like that. But uh, I would definitely like to see him. You know, we just talked about Randy Orton. I'd love to see him turn on his inner legend killer, you know, and just be the, the. Best right. deal that he could possibly be because I think he, he's got a lot of potential to be a great deal. Yeah, and get rid of the phone, get
0: rid of the selfie gimmick.
1: Yeah, it's too goofy, man. Like yeah. it's just too like it's just, even like the stuff he was doing with the way in NXT. You know, okay. like to me, um, you know, it's good to have some comedy, you know, here and there, and show that you can be comedic. Mm-hmm. Um, but. He's, he, I look at him, he's just not the type of guy and, that wants Right, and it's from, not good know? comedy,
0: comparing it to, like, Kurt Angle, like, Austin, right? Like, some of the shit they did was comedy fucking gold, even though there were badasses in the ring, right? It's not even it's good comedy, it's just bad, it's just, like, it's not funny, like, why am I watching this?
1: Yeah, and it doesn't help, too, that, you know, and obviously, you know, Vince's thing is probably like, oh, well, nobody watched NXT from back in the day, but literally Austin Theory's gimmick is Tyler Breeze. You know, with right. the phone, with the selfie, with, you know, Prince Pretty, like, I get the same vibes, and it's kind of just like, to me, it's, it's basically just recycled. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, make him something completely different. Um, oh, man, Tyler know, Breeze, just...
0: bro. How they fucking botched that, it's just like... Uh, well, well <laughs> it's just like they botch everybody. <laughs> I don't want to be negative. I really don't want to be negative, but, man... Tyler Breeze, bro. What the fuck, man? Yeah, you could say that about a lot of people. <laughs> right. Like I said, we have this segment on Miss TV, The Miz, and I was about to call him Tyler Breeze. Awesome <laughs> <in> theory. <laughs> and we get a returning Mustafa Ali. And uh, we got a match. We got a match between Mustafa Ali and The Miz. Mustafa Ali gets gets the win. Big win for Mustafa Ali being The Miz. And then we get an attack from champa and you called it they cut off his first name now he's just known as champa but you know what i kind of like
1: where this is going it's weird to see mustafa ali back i just i never expected him to come back but you know what i hope they work things out i hope he's happy now and i hope they give him you know what he's looking for i don't think he's ever going to uh be a top star by any means but at least if they keep him on tv and they keep him in big programs and and give him you know big matches and you know things like they seem like they're giving him in Ciampa here um I I feel like that should at least keep him happy until his contract comes to an end which I think it's like in two years uh, based Mm -hmm. on what he was tweeting the past few months um so you know at least you know like I said if he's consistently on TV and, and relevant then you know I think he'll he'll be happy for at least the next two years so uh Yeah, man, but this could definitely be a fun feud, a fun couple of matches, because I'm sure they're just going to have like a 10-match series, because you know how WWE loves to to oh, yeah. throw in all these, you know, match after match after match, week after week after week, after week yep. um, when we get these feuds between these two people, so, but yeah, I'm all for it, Um, and, and in terms of his name just being Champa, obviously not surprised by it one bit, but you know <laughs> what, it's not the worst thing. It's I, not, like, I don't hate it. Because yeah, I feel like in NXT, people were already calling him
0: Champa. You know, it was always Tommaso Champa, but I feel like a lot of people would just call him Champa.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, he doesn't need the, the Tommaso necessarily, you know. It's not like where a guy like Austin Theory, he kind of needs a first name because Theory just sounds kind of ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous, yeah, um, especially right. if they're going
0: to, if they see like the next Cena or like the next Orton in fucking Austin Theory. Like, yeah, we're just going to just call
1: him Theory. Like, it makes no fucking sense. Right, like imagine they just called John Cena like Cena his whole career or orange is orange. yeah right like it just you know yeah, it just doesn't work man like just give people a first and a last name it's not that hard but uh <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm totally all in on on a champa and mustafa ali feud so i'm definitely here for that and like i said i'm happy that ali's back on tv and i just hope he's happy because uh you know it, it just Listen, me and you, we, I mean, you especially, you know how it feels to be at a job where it's just like you're not happy and it drains right. the shit out of you. Right. So, and especially a job that requires travel week after week and you're on national television, you're performing in front of the entire world week after week. Like, man, if you're not happy there, like, you know, are you, where are you going to be happy?
0: You know, my only critique, and it's very, very small, and it really it has nothing to do with Ali. Man, I missed his old theme song, man. I, I wasn't really feeling the theme song it came out with last night. I don't know if yeah. you remember his old theme song that had, like, lyrics to it or whatever. I really enjoyed that theme, because he used to, like, have, like, the gimmick with the hand and the light, and it just kind of, the whole presentation just fit. And last night, he just came out with, like, a generic-ass theme, and I'm like, come on!
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I can't really think of it off the top of my head, because, man, it's been, a, it's been a long time, especially with his whole retribution right. run and everything like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since, uh, you know we've heard or seen his regular theme song, but man, like I would still come out with that light up glove and that yeah. cool looking mask. I mean, listen, WWE loves to market things like this and man kids I could see kids exactly. dressing up like Ali. You know, I mean uh, I thought it was cool. And that kind of what made him stand out a little yeah. bit. So yeah, I'd like to see him go back to that because, you know, you gotta be more than just a good wrestler in, in WWE. You need to have some sort of character, gimmick, whatever. Yep. So, yeah, I'd like to see him go back to that at some point.
0: Becky Lynch. We, we've we been, um, I don't even know if the right word is critical. But, you know, last night I see Becky Lynch come out. And, and WWE was promoting it for the last couple of days. Like, oh, Becky Lynch is going to make a return to, to WWE Raw since WrestleMania. whatever. You see the graphic. You hear the theme song. You see Becky Lynch come out. And I see her. I guess broken. That would be the best word. Broken, right? And I'm looking at her. And I'm like, man. That's not Becky Lynch. I'm just looking at her and I'm like, fuck, man. I, I missed the the man presentation. I missed the presentation of Becky Lynch that made her the superstar that she is today. And I'm not saying that she's not a superstar. And We've had this conversation before, but to me, the person I'm seeing on WWE TV, that's not Becky Lynch, especially now with the haircut and like the outrageous outfits. I get that she's a heel, but. I still think she could have been a heel being the man persona and I don't know, man. I just I just I, I miss that version of Becky Lynch and you know, I, I was thinking of an, an idea of how we could get that persona back, but what what's your thoughts on Becky Lynch right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've we talked about this recently on one of our, mm-hmm. you know, most recent episodes as well. Um, you know, probably the post WrestleMania one. Yes, it's not hitting for me, man. It, it hasn't hit for me since she came back at SummerSlam last year, you know. It's just there's something different about sure. her. It's just not the same Becky Lynch, and I've been very critical of her, you know, um, as of late. It's just every time she's on the TV, I kind of want to change the channel. And I, I never thought I would say that, man, because I, I adore you her as me both. a human being. And you I and obviously love her as a performer as well. I'm, I'm a huge fan of her still. But uh yeah, this character, this gimmick, this, you know this big time Bex thing is just not Aye. working, man. It's not. It's 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 the time to end the experiment and go back to being right. a baby face or like you said, just if they wanna keep her a heel, I mean let her just go out there and do the things she did as the man instead of forcing this crap on us, this Connor McGregor you know, wannabe type stuff. Like, it's just not, I don't know. It's not not working. I have an idea how
0: we could get there. I'm going to be honest with you. Whatever she was saying on the mic, I wasn't even paying attention because I'm just like, (laughs) you know, I'm just like, this is not Becky Lynch. Like, this is not who we've grown to love or whatever. Like, this persona is just not you. And out comes Asuka. And let me tell you something, the fans were ready for Asuka because she got a great ovation. She looks great and i'm ready for asuka too i'm ready to see this asuka and becky match
1: yeah it's been long overdue man i've missed asuka so much like uh, she's one of the best women's in-ring performers not yep. even just in the women's division but in the like entire world like yep. wrestling period like she's one of the best workers i've seen absolutely um, so charismatic makes me laugh so much when she like dances and gets on the mic and says whatever the hell she says like uh, she's she's the best and i'm happy to see her back and healthy finally because God, I mean, how long has it been? I can't even tell you the last time she was actually on television. She just kind of disappeared one day. And then, you know, months, or probably wasn't a month, it was probably like a year later, I just said to myself, like, where the hell is Asuka? And she's been gone ever since. And, uh, yeah, listen, the women's division could definitely use her, that's for sure. I feel like we need the man back. Or, you know, if you can't call her the man,
0: maybe call her the dude or the guy. I don't know. Stands out a little bit more, but... I think what you do is you just get Becky just really continue, like pushing this broken character where she just keeps on getting all these L's to a point where she gets like one big L at SummerSlam. And then we just don't see her anymore. We don't see her for months. And she makes her return to the Royal Rumble as the man, Becky Lynch, her hair will probably be growed out by, by then a little bit longer. And we just get that presentation of the man. Cause I feel like that's what we need. This version of Becky's just not hitting.
1: Yeah. Listen, I love that idea. I really do. Um, Yeah, I thought she was going to be off TV for a lot longer um, after losing at WrestleMania, Um, but they brought her back and, you know, I don't know what she's going to do in the meantime. I'm assuming at some point she'll get Bianca again. Um, But yeah, I'm in agreement agreement with you as well. I feel like that should be it. And then she should go through a whole, like, you know, like, you know, a crisis or, or, you know, trying to find herself again and all that type of stuff and go back to what brought her to (laughs) the big time Mm -hmm. no pun intended in the first place and that's this whole entire man gimmick i think she'd get a huge pop and uh it would just be a breath of fresh air to see that becky lynch once again because obviously that's the best version of becky lynch like i said it wasn't forced it was badass it was just uh you know she walked the walk talked the talk it was organic what she wanted it was great
0: yeah, it was great. I miss the man, Becky Lynch, and hopefully we get that sooner rather than later. That's what I want. Especially, like, if we get, like, a big return of the man, like, at the Royal Rumble, I think it'll be great booking.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's obviously the perfect place to uh, to bring it back, so. All right, Ryan, let me ask you a question. How do you feel
0: about the Edge Appreciation Society's new name? Uh... <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. The Edge Appreciation
0: Society doesn't sound too bad compared to the name they have now.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say I'm in agreement with uh, what you posted on the chat <laughs> earlier today. I, I like the Edge Appreciation Society name a lot
0: better. It's not that Judgment Day is a bad name. It's just, it's a recycled pay-per-view name and <laughs> right. it's like, really? Can't somebody else be creative or like, there's no way Edge came up with the name. I, I refuse to believe it. I wouldn't even take him the new brood, okay? Them them coming out through fire or whatever, I wouldn't even take in that. But the judgment day, it's just like I'm just now
1: I'm just waiting for like the New Day Judgment Day feud to happen soon. Yeah, it's just it does you know, you hear that name and it just doesn't you just don't think of, of a faction. Like it's just not a it's not a name for a group, it's not a name for a faction. Like you said, it's it's an old pay per view name and it's just uh yeah, it's just it makes it's almost like I could see that being like them their finishing move, you know. It's called Judgment Day, you know. Like it's just yeah. not not the name for a group, you know. Uh, listen, I, I don't know. Maybe it'll grow on me, but right now I look at it and I'm just like, eh, yeah, I, I don't know about this one. I
0: refuse to call them Judgment Day. I'm gonna still call them the Edge Appreciation Society. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm in agreement with you. I'll I'll call them the Edge Appreciation Society <laughs> as well. And you know what? You, you, you say that to people, and they'll, ex- they'll know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Edge
0: Appreciation Society actually fits more what Edge is doing than Jericho with Jericho Appreciation Society. Even though now I'm kind of come used to it. Like, I don't dislike it as much. I still would have rather them call themselves, like, the new inner circle or something. But, like, I don't know. The Edge Appreciation Society just has, like, a good ring to it.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely does. <laughs> I definitely like it a lot better than the the Jericho Appreciation Society. Right. That's for sure.
0: All right, let's um let's move on from the WWE stuff. So this past Saturday, I attended Impact's Wrestling Rebellion, and Ryan, let me tell you, it was a great pay per view. It was, it really was a great pay per view, man. You know, Impact. They, I think, more eyes need to be on impact whether it's on access tv or impact plus or like the impact insiders on youtube whatever or uh, any other way that you watch impact but man they put on a great pay-per-view a lot of great stuff came out of that ace austin capturing the x division championship if i had a fantasy book or predict anything i would say that at some point he's gonna you know cash in the option c and challenge the new world heavyweight champion joshua alexander at some point if I had a guess you know ty valkyrie is now the new reina's arena's champion you know diana peraza loses the championship so we'll see what happens there josh alexander moose dude they put on a fucking wrestling clinic that was the best match of the night with with just a overall it was a great card but to me that was the best match of the night it was a it was a new japan level match great workers from both um from both of them it's just what a great match they've told a great story dude um I want to say that literally everyone was on their feet during that whole match, dude. Everyone was standing.
1: Yeah, listen, uh, <laughs> this whole entire paper you view seemed awesome. I was uh, trying to follow along. I was following along on Twitter. Um, I had a busy night on Saturday, right, but I right, saw right, you right. Know, the results and saw the highlights and saw obviously everything you posted <laughs> from the show. Uh, I'm glad you had a great time because, uh, you know, that the, the show looked great, and it's just another example, like I said, I mean, Impact continues to throw out these great pay-per-views, and they get people talking, you know, and uh, they get eyes on, on the shows and everything, and all the pay-per-views seem to get great reviews, and it's just like, they have a hard time following up on right. that and keeping that momentum going until the next pay-per-view, you know, like... Uh, Whenever the next pay-per-view is, I'm sure that'll be great, too, and then people will be talking about Impact again, and then nobody will talk about it until Mm -hmm. the next pay-per-view, and I think that's the problem with it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, going back to uh, the, you know, the, uh, what was that, the Jonah versus um, Ishii match? Oh,
0: another banger,
1: bro. Oh, Oh, dude, I mean, God, I have to find a way to watch that match, because, my goodness, um, I can only imagine how good that was. Dude, the,
0: the, whole, the whole show was good. If I had to say what was like, you know, and not including like the pre-show matches, even though pre-show matches were good. If I had to say what was the weakest match, I would say it was Tasha Steele uh, versus Rosemary. And not even saying that was a bad match because it wasn't a bad match. But like Rosemary to me was not a believable opponent for Tasha Steele because they were like, there's no way she's beating Tasha. You know, they both worked their asses off, but it was just, to me, that was like, Poor placement. This was just like, oh, this is going to be like an easy win for Tasha. If that had to say, that was the weakest match of the night. But it was still a quite entertaining match. But overall, the whole show was just fucking great, top to bottom.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love, uh, you know, I love Josh Alexander winning the Ugh, uh, the world title moment, with his dude. son there. You know, coming out with his son, I thought that was so freaking cool. Um, you know, his wife there too. I thought that was a the really great moment. Ace Austin winning the belt again is really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like you said, it, it, you know, and I think you posted on Lucha Outsiders, uh, you know, impact is the, the best kept secret in, in pro wrestling. Yep. I mean, uh, you know, I don't think there's, there's any denying that, you know, I, I follow the product loosely for sure. Uh, but I, you know, I try and follow it the best I can. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of people should, you know, and I've watched their pay-per-views before, yeah. you know, when I can. And uh, you know, it definitely seems like they just never disappoint, and it's just you know, just fun bell to bell action. And uh, you know, I guess that's really all that you can ask for. So, uh, if full crowd too, right? I mean, I know the place. Dude, is let me small, tell you something. But-
0: this Impact crowd, you had a mixed crowd. Like there was men, women, and children. They're- Josh Alexander is over with the kids, very over with the kids, because during that match there was dueling ch- chance for both obviously the the, the more uh, you got like a, a little bit louder for josh alexander cuz he obviously he's a baby face but man kids love josh alexander dude and rightfully so not only is he a great talent but he i feel like he's a great role model he's a he's a really great inspiration story just to see you know how he got to the point where he's at now and i'm glad that he's sticking with impact man i think that's the the right face for the impact brand and i'm just so
1: happy that he's world champion yeah, for sure. When when they did that angle where he was um, supposedly leaving Impact, yep. I mean, I thought it was legit, too, because he literally came on, um, you know, I think he didn't go on Twitter right after that, too, and, like, he posted, like, he had, like, a, a post about how, you know, his contract was up or something, and he was leaving. Yep. Um, and I really believed it. At the time, I was like, why would he leave Impact? Like, where is he going to go? Impact is, like, the perfect place for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he never – won the world title. I mean he did and then he got screwed. Right. Um, and then, you know, I was just like, this dude really gonna leave without getting the world title back? Um, and man, they I mean I guess like I said, I'm not a I don't watch, you know, the product every <clears throat> week, um, like I do, you know, AEW or WWE, but um, you know, they fooled me, I guess. And here he is, he's back and he's now he's the champ and listen, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing his run and, you know, like you said, he's a great inspiration for kids. He's got a great backstory to yep. him, and um, he's about to make himself, you know, the next top star in wrestling. And he's, uh, he's about to take it to the next level, and it's cool to see because, like I said, we, we, for the longest time I knew he was a great worker, but you know, being in the tag team with Ethan Page, you can yep. only show so much. Right. You know. I mean. Right. You know, once you're a singles guy and you're on your own, that's when you can really prove to everybody how good you are. So, uh, yeah. Good for Josh and Alexander, man. I don't think anybody right now deserves to be Impact World Champ uh, other than him. I also
0: want to give a shout-out to Moose as well, because I feel like Moose also has done amazing work in Impact Wrestling. I thought he was a really great world champion for Impact. Another guy, you know, going back to his days in Ring of Honor, you just saw him as this guy, like, okay, I see what they see. You know, he's a he's a big dude. They probably try, they're trying to build him, like, the next type, like, lesnar goldberg lashley s type character but man just to see his growth in his wrestling career to what he ended up becoming now like this current current version of moose and he's in great shape and he's a great worker too man let me tell you something that josh matt josh and moose match that that made my list that's how great the match was it was just a phenomenal match
1: i definitely got to check that out man because uh you know you were raving about it, and I saw uh, a lot of other people on Twitter saying it was really good as well. I definitely got to find a way to way to check that out for sure. Um, but yeah, I agree with everything you said about Moose, too. It's uh, He's been an impact guy now for, God, forever. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I mean, he, he's had
0: a longer run in impact than he did in Ring of Honor.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I guess he's probably going to stick around impact, too. I don't really see him going anywhere. I don't really know, um, you know, what his contract status is or anything like that, but... He's another top star that I think you know would flourish anywhere he goes. But he's he's been a loyal impact guy, so uh, he's like I said, he definitely deserves his his flowers as well. hmm
0: He's a he's a guy. Guys like Moose, especially some of the with the Forbidden Door wide open, right? Not the pay per view that we're gonna we're gonna talk about in a bit, but just the Forbidden Door being wide open with all these different wrestlers. If Moose, if he has interest in, in doing this or whatever, Moose would. You know, I would not. I hate seeing like, Moose do like a G1. Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: I think he'd be awesome in New Japan, for yeah. sure. I think he'd have some killer matches over there with, God, I mean, Shingo and, and Ishii and Goto. Yeah, man, man. I mean, literally any. I mean, Okada. he can have right. a great match with Okada. Uh, yeah, dude, I would love to see that, actually. You know, it's something new. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if he has any interest in doing that, but I'd be all for it. Yeah man, I know
0: the G one schedule is is brutal, especially now that's going back to the uh the summertime like it normally is or whatever. I, what is it like? I think it was like a month and, and a half, I forget how long the G one is, but uh, you know, Moose is a guy, like hey, he wants to spend like a good month in Japan,
1: why not fucking do it? Yeah, dude, I hey, I would love that. Uh, you know, it's so like you said, especially with them opening up to mm-hmm. foreigners now with the you yeah. know, uh, bringing them back and like I said, I, I expect this year's G1 to, to have good amount of foreigners in it, and I think it'd be cool to to include Moose, you know, he's he's included in this, you know, Forbidden Door type of thing, I yep, know, I obviously it's not just AEW and New Japan, it's, you know, New yeah. Japan and Impact are working together as well, so. Yep, 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 yep.
0: All right, dude, um, speaking of New Japan, I think in the last episode we did, we talked about this potential rumor, this Tony Khan announcement, that he was going to be that he was going to be making on dynamite and we got the announcement and we were right. So before Tony did make the announcement, there was already rumblings, all right. Are we going to get this crossover AEW New Japan show? There's rumors that was going to happen like uh, on the third weekend of June and then there was other rumors like it is going to happen on the third week of June, but it's going to happen on a Thursday, not on the weekend and we're like, "Fuck, he should be on the weekend." Well, we got the announcement. Tony Khan came out. Typical Tony Khan fashion, all hyped up. Like he just drank like a gallon of fucking Mountain Dew. And then he uh, introduced the president of New Japan, Pro Wrestling. And let me tell you something. This guy did not look like he wanted to be there. I don't know if you saw his facial reaction. But it was just straight, stone cold look like I do not want to be here with all these guys. In That's the vibe I got. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's just, that's what it looked like on his face. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) (laughs) He did not look like he wanted to be there at all. Like, oh, look at all these fucking guys. guys, All these people are beneath me.
1: (laughs) Oh my, yeah, no, I I definitely agree with you. He, (laughs) for sure, just uh, did not look happy. (laughs) Oh my God.
0: Okay, so then Adam Cole cuts him off. And Adam Cole makes the announcement that on June 26th, we have the Forbidden Door pay-per-view AEW New Japan. Then he goes like, what he said, but he pretty much introduced Jay White. He was like, oh, and Jay White's going to tell you more about it or something. Jay White comes out. Big pop, big pop for Jay White. He gets on the mic and starts telling Tony and the president of New Japan, saying, like, it's not about AEW. It's not about New Japan. It's about, then you think he's going to say Bullet Club. And he says the undisputed elite and the Bullet Club. And he throws up the two sweet, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, don't get me wrong, I think it's great stuff. I think all all around, it's great, right? Obviously, with the Forbidden Door pay per view announcement that's gonna happen in Chicago, I think it's fucking great. It's just like another head scratcher, and I think we try to break all this down like a couple episodes back, where I went like on this whole tirade on like the elite, you know, the Good Brothers Bullet Club. Now they're back in the Bullet Club. They just turned on this, blah blah blah. But the, the the vibe I got is that. Jay White is saying that Bullet Club and Undisputed Elite are one. That's the vibe I got. Now, are we going to see a turn at some point? That's a possibility. Are we going to get a full Bullet Club reunion at some point at the pay-per-view? Or before pay-per-view? Maybe leading to the pay-per-view? That could happen too. Are we going to get like a, a warfare? Like a just straight war happening at the pay-per-view? We could get that too. All in all, I'm subscribed uh what did you think about the the segment and this this big announcement yeah I, I
1: i thought it was a little weird and random for adam cole to be the one to announce this um hey i mean it's cool you know i guess he's like you know obviously done new japan in the past and obviously he's one of AEW's top stars but thought that was a little random and then for jay white to come out um just thought the whole thing was a little weird you know i'm not saying i hated it but i just thought like i don't know just not really kind of what i expected but um i think it's cool that you know we get to see jay white back and in obviously this adam cole story with you know the undisputed elite and bullet club i mean you know part of me wants to see them work together but part of me also wants to see them face off with each other too so uh listen it's going to be interesting to see what happens between now and the for your show I mean, my goodness, I would love to see Adam Cole and Jay White go one-on-one, but um, I guess anything can happen. Bottom line is, we're getting this show. It's freaking awesome. It's so something that, uh, you know, obviously me and you are all in on. Mm-hmm. You know, we love New Japan. We love AEW. This is basically our dream here to yeah. have a super show between Damn these man. two. And, you know, I like what Meltzer said, too, about this show uh, in terms of it not being like the Ring of Honor, New Japan, super uh, show at right. uh, MSG. It's not going to be New Japan doing their own thing at the show and, like, Ring of Honor doing their own thing, or in this, turn, in this case, AEW doing their own thing. It's going to be AEW versus New Japan. So, you know, an AEW guy versus a New Japan guy and, and you know, vice versa. So I think that's freaking just like, the coolest thing.
0: This is one of those situations where you're gonna, well, we could say, like, the sequel's gonna be better than the original, right? Because G1 Supercard, for historical reasons, was a big show, right? And, and, you know, going back to 2019, I remember that made our list of top 10 shows of the year. But there was also like a lot of not good stuff that happened on that show as well, specifically some of the Ring of Honor stuff that happened. This show, with AEW, Versus New Japan at the Forbidden Door Pay-Per-View in Chicago. This just feels like a big deal. And this is being presented on a... on a. They're doing this show, I mean, with a, with a company that's on broadcast television. Right? Because Ring yep. of Honor, you know, you kind of had to search for Ring of Honor, right? Whether it's on, you know, YouTube or the website or... Yeah, if you have one of these Sinclair channels, right? With AEW, everybody has T- TNT and TBS.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, for sure, it's obviously AEW is, <laughs> in their short amount of time, you know, existing, are in a way, 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 way yeah. bigger spot than Ring of Honor has been in the past five years and, you know, was at that time that that show uh, happened as well. So, you know, I mean, look how many top stars AEW has been. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole. Uh, I mean, just my goodness, you know, I mean, Kenny Omega, uh, hopefully he's back in, in time for that. You know, Chris Jericho, uh, all these guys who were Brian on Brian Danielson, John Moxley. Uh, literally, Ring of Honor did not have any top stars like this on that Supercard show at MSG. Right. You know? So it's just totally different on every
0: single level. So Chicago, it's happening in Chicago. I was at work when Dynamite was happening, right? I saw... I think it was fightful. I think it was Sean Ross Sap, and he was like, yeah, "Can't confirm anything, but the they're saying June 26th is gonna be uh, this joint pay-per-view, the Super Show, and apparently that's gonna be Tony Khan's announcement." But there was, it was just a rumor at that point. So I knew somebody was gonna message me saying, "Like the the pay-per-view's happening, right?" So I was talking to our friends, the rest of friends, already getting excited, and I was like, "Listen, if they announce this show," For that weekend, I'm going out there for the weekend. Like, I'm I'm not waiting to all out to go to Chicago. I, I gotta go to for this paper. You have to. Especially happening in the United Center. Oh, my God. Where the Chicago Bulls fucking play. I, I have to fucking go. Without spoiling anything for me, I was just waiting for one of them just to show me the graphic. Like, hey, the announcement. Boom. I saw it in our group message the, the fucking graphic. Forbidden door. June 26th. I instantly... Went to go buy my flight ticket, okay? I got to fly out there Saturday morning and then come back Monday morning because I still got to go to work, right? So I'm just going to go out there for the weekend. And I knew I needed to get this ticket, especially like the flight. I need to get this flight taken care of like right away because the longer I wait, especially for just a weekend trip, these prices are going to go up. Literally, while I find my flight, you know, both to go out there and to come back, boom, round trip. As I'm, you know, boom, just putting all my information in and all that shit, I'm getting notifications from my Expedia app, because that's where I do all my travel stuff. I always get good deals. Shout out to Expedia, even though they're not sponsored. But I see notifications of the prices going up for this fucking flight. Like, like the flights are going up as I'm paying for like the one I'm purchasing. How nuts is that? Dude,
1: listen. <laughs> very, very happy for you. Very happy that you bought your flights and you're going... I'm trying to make it happen as well, too. But these flights, man, these freaking flights, I, I, I don't get why it's so expensive, dude. Like, it's not a holiday weekend. Like, what's going on that weekend? It's Like, I don't get it.
0: Because you have all these wrestling fans. I'm telling you, if, if a lot of these wrestling fans were like me, the second they made the announcement, they instantly went on however they get their tickets, and they were trying to fucking get these flights so all all these companies are seeing like the attraction like what's going on is we can boom let's bump up these prices those
1: damn fucking airlines man <laughs> <laughs> listen iridian is like hitting me up every day trying to peer pressure me into buying these tickets and listen i'm all in on going like i want to go i'm pretty sold on it like i i feel like the one flight. way or another it's the flight uh, yeah, one way or another, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna figure it out eventually. Um, you know, I got a couple of things I gotta iron out financially. You know, right, uh, right Just right. I had a bachelor party this past weekend. No, of course, This course. coming weekend. Yep. Uh, you know, I need some new tires on my car. I <laughs> have uh, a few priorities that you know take uh oh, take uh you know front seat here. But one way or another, uh, like I said, I can't miss this either, bro. Like this is just. Everything I've ever wanted. New Japan versus AEW. Right. United Center too. Like, I mean, I would love to see a show there. I have really bad FOMO, bro. You might as well like make it an actual disease because I have FOMO, fear of missing out. I, I just I, I can't not be there. So, one way or another, I'm gonna try to be there. But um, <sighs> damn Chicago people, man, they get everything. You lucky bastards. You rest friends over there, <laughs> Teddy Iridian. <laughs> My boys Tommy and, and and Mike, you guys get everything over in Chicago, man. Tony freaking takes care of y'all. You never have to do anything. But but okay, but I feel
0: like it's because, and I'm not saying, and I know you're joking around. I'm not saying that you're one of them, but yeah, I I saw that some very small portion, and, and I feel like we saw like a lot of negativity, right? Which is be such a great announcement. Everybody's happy, and then we saw like. A lot of negativity, not just from like the wrestling community and some of these content creators, but we also saw like negativity from some of these journalists that are fucking credible, and I'm putting quotation marks as I'm saying that. So you know, some of the negativity I saw was like, oh why why they gotta do to Chicago? Why does Tony? can't they just try a different market? I'm like, what's the fucking big deal that they're doing the show in Chicago? Like I, like me, the way I look at it, like, okay, I get it. Tony Khan's from Chicago. I have no issue with this show being in Chicago. And especially because from a wrestling standpoint, and not necessarily AEW, even though AEW has given us some great stuff too. But like overall, from a wrestling standpoint, I feel like the Northeast, specifically Jersey, New York, and Philadelphia, gets a lot of great shit when it comes to this wrestling market. So, you know, if we're going to point the finger, and I'm gonna saying either you or I, right? And we're gonna point the finger and be like, "Oh, Chicago gets spoiled." Come on, really? Should we be saying that? Cause we get a lot of great shit too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I, am totally in agreement. And listen, I love Chicago, man. I, mm-hmm. I, I, do. I always love going there. I have a great time going there. Um, for the most part, it's usually easy to go there, but you know, in this case, it's <laughs> not that easy. These to go goddamn go there. airline tickets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny too because you know, uh, all out is usually always on Labor Day weekend, and i mm-hmm. and I've went to the past. Um, well, not in a row, but I went to uh, the 2019 version of All Out, and I went to, you know, this past all, all Out. And All In, too. And, and oh, All In, and yeah. dude, the flights for Labor Day weekend were never <laughs> this type of expensive. Um, so, I don't know, it's it's pretty crazy, so hopefully these flights go down, I mean... Listen, if they don't go down, eventually I'm going to just freaking take the Band-Aid off and just buy it. Yeah, this show's going to be massive. It's going to be historic. It's going to be just freaking awesome. And I I can't wait specifically to see what Punk and and Brian Daniels can do at these shows, man. Like, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what happens. I mean, listen, we can – God, I'm sure we could come up with, like, so many different fantasy cards that we would love to see, you know, different matchups. And I'm sure people have already started doing that online. Uh, one match that I think is for sure going to happen is I feel like Punk versus Okada is going to be like the top main event match, really? especially with it being in the United Center. Uh, I think Punk will be the AEW World Champ. I think Okada, obviously IWGP Heavyweight World Heavyweight Champ. Uh, I don't know how you book this match, or like in terms of winner and everything like that. Uh, but I just feel like that's got to be one of the top matches on the show. What you thinking, Brian Tanahashi? Then. <sighs> Yeah, Brian Tanahashi, Brian Shingo, Um, I mean, man, yeah, you could do do so many different things, I don't know, I mean, I selfishly would love to see Brian and Okada, but I just feel like Punk needs a big, big match, and I mean, he can always face Tanahashi, I mean, that's cool too, but I feel like just, you know, the top dog's obviously Okada right now, so... And he also too he tweeted about to Okada not too long ago the address of the United Center on Twitter. So you know I just, it's like, oh, it's funny because Kenta's
0: really pushing yeah. Punk too. Kenta wants oh. a Punk match.
1: Yeah, no, I'm good, bro. <laughs> I mean, I I don't mind if you see that on a random dynamite, but not at Forbidden Door. I'm sorry. Right, right. That
0: that feels like more like a dynamite match.
1: Yeah, I mean, and 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 why does why GTS versus GTS? Like, uh, I mean, listen, no no disrespect, but uh, Kenta puts me to sleep you know if Co- <laughs> you know if kota Ibushi is
0: back and healthy by the forbidden door i would love to see him either face sammy Guevara or ray
1: phoenix oh yeah for sure or even heck brian danielson bro oh yeah I'd look, yeah i'd it. love to see that i mean you know it, it's cool too because danielson uh called uh, a bunch of Ibushi matches in the cruiserweight classic a couple of years ago yeah yeah that's, oh, a, that's a great like call it, 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 that'd be pretty cool that would
0: be a great callback,
1: yeah. Jay White going to
0: face. Like, that's another one. Who would Jay White face? Like, there's just so many different matches. Like, you got to really look at the list. You know what? Maybe we'll do that on the next episode. We'll look at, like, all the roster, like, on both AEW and New Japan. And we'll just fantasy book some, like, matchups.
1: Yeah. I mean, dude, it, let me tell you. Like, this, I mean, I'm sure all will go well. It's going to be successful. I'm sure it's going to sell out within, like, 15 minutes. But right right away, we tickets take it go on sale. It's going to be a huge success. But there like they're gonna have to make this an annual thing, or they, or you know, maybe two times a year. Forbidden indoors Two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, there, there's way too many matchups that people are gonna want to see that we're not gonna obviously be able right. to see all of them that we want to see. Uh, so there's just you know, they're definitely gonna have to do um a bunch of these type of shows to give us everything we, we want.
0: You know, we're we're both very excited about it, and you know, obviously the rest of friends are excited about it. They're from Chicago, and we've been DMing back and forth on how you know, how crazy this show is going to be or whatever, but only wrestling, only in this wrestling world with such a great announcement of this pay-per-view where people will find something negative to fucking say. And it's like, to me, when I see shit like that, it's like, this is the reason why the wrestling community overall gets looked down upon. And I'm like, why can't this just be a great announcement, right? I'll say his name because I really don't give a shit about him. This guy named Alfred Cano, all right? He works for Forbes. He's a Wrestling Inc. contributor. And I don't know him personally. He might be a great guy. I don't fucking know. Especially when he's in a position where he's a journalist, you know, working for Forbes. And he's also like a Wrestling Inc. contributor. And Wrestling Inc. overall is a reliable uh, dirt sheet. I feel like he would have a little bit more integrity. And instead of... Coming at the wrestling world in a negative light about this announcement, be more positive about it. So he went on this tirade on Twitter. And, and personally, I think he has like an agenda against AEW. I don't know if he got like denied an interview or something, or maybe they they blew him off at one of these media scrums. I don't fucking know. Like I said, I don't know this guy. I only know him because because uh, he covers wrestling and he's a contributor to wrestling. I don't know him personally. I know he he's a comedian as well. Like I said, he might be a good person, but when it comes to this wrestling media, he just comes off being a, a jackass. So he went on this tirade saying like, oh, you know. This, this show is gonna be heavily male uh you know representation that you know the women's line is gonna not be long at all nobody's gonna be at the women's line and he just started going on and on saying like how does this move the business um yeah this is gonna be a great show I'll probably be there but he just started like talking down about the show and I'm like wow like and you cover wrestling and this is how you're talking about it like like, we, we're already saying, like, this is going to sell out, right? And I'm sure they're going to do great numbers also on, on pay-per-view, guys. Like, why not promote it and talk highly about, it? like, hey, this is going to be, like, a historical show, then talking down about it. And it's like, well, why, you as a wrestling fan, like, why would you do that? And then you have all these other content creators talking about, like, oh, does anybody still care about New Japan? Like, you know, Bullet Club isn't as hot as they once were. And it's like, you know, the New Japan... They they had a rough year, especially with this COVID situation. Or whatever, they're just getting back to some type of normalcy now. You know, compare New Japan to Ring of Honor after the elite left. I think New Japan recovered fairly well, in my opinion, unlike Ring of Honor. So just seeing all these negative like takes uh, about the Super Show, I'm like, why why even watch it? Because you know, majority of these people that have like these this negative notion on this show, which Mind-boggles me why anybody would have a negative notion about it are probably going to end up going to the show anyway. So, like, why promote and, like, put all this negative energy out there on something that everybody should be happy about? And what I did like what I did like was a lot of women did go at this guy, Alfred Kanoa, and attack them saying, like, oh, so what are you saying? Like, women can't, like, need Japan or, or whatever it is. And just overall, whether it's wrestling, sports, basketball, football, baseball, whatever, you're always going to be a, you're always going to see a stronger male demographic compared to women and children. That that that's that's like a safe bet. So I, I just hate this negative tone over something that should be like a great,
1: happy announcement. Yeah, man. Well, well said. I uh, I don't think I could say it any better. It's uh, you know, it's it's always. It's always going to be that way, especially in wrestling, uh, where it's like, you know, something gets announced and you know, not every single person is going to be happy about it. There's always going to be that one moron that says something idiotic and stupid. And well, in, in this case it was him and, uh, yeah, I'm glad he got attacked for it. I'm glad, you know, all these women came to their defense and it's just, like I said, it's just, it's the most ridiculous asinine thing, um, you know, I like I said, I really have tried to limit the negativity on my Twitter uh, when it comes to to wrestling, especially because that's really what I u- utilize my Twitter for. Right. Um, you know, I, I just try not to look at it anymore and and read too much into it uh, because it tends to you know ruin your enjoyment of it when you right. see other people being. That's negative. why I did that post earlier this week. Yeah, and there's just no time for that. I mean, listen. We all watch wrestling to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like to analyze every little thing, little aspect and I just feel like it's it's not healthy, man. Like I, I don't I don't know why you would even wanna do that. Uh to say the show is not moving the, it's not gonna move the business forward, I mean, give me a break, dude. Like, I mean, New Japan and Ring and, and AEW working together, I mean AEW basically putting all these eyes on on these new japan talents that are going to come over and do this show um you know maybe we'll get more eyes on that product i mean it, it's just i don't understand man when it when it comes to oh it, that's not moving the business i think i think in many ways aew obviously has moved the business right. forward so like I, like i just i, I don't understand, man. It, so, it just makes no sense
0: to me. Some people don't understand too that AEW's alternative, like they're not gonna have like the same business model and look at things like WWE does. That's why, like, imagine if AEW was just like a carbon copy of WWE. Like, how's that? How's that? That even moving the business in general? Like, AEW is the alternative. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's not sports entertainment in AEW. That's not what I'm saying. But they're not gonna. They're not gonna move. The same way that WWE does. Like, I just don't understand that. Also, listen, Tony Khan's a smart guy. We could say whatever we want to say about him when it comes to, like, what he does on Twitter and some of the things that he says in interviews or whatever. But Tony Khan's a smart guy. He saw, for better or for worse, he saw what G1 Supercard was. And now he's like, you know what? I'm going to surpass that and make it better. And, and, I th- and he will. He will.
1: Yeah, and listen, like, he's literally giving us wrestling fans what we want. Like, he's trying to satisfy us in every single way possible. He knows that the hardcore wrestling fan, who most likely is an AEW fan, was or is most likely a New Japan fan, and knows that this would be best for business to satisfy the hardcore wrestling fan, and Tony Khan himself. Is a hardcore right. wrestling fan, and this is when he wants to give us. This is what we're gonna get, and you know, if you if you don't like it, I mean, listen. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Just don't watch.
0: But, right? Why? Why? Why even? Why put negative energy out there? You know, somebody that it, it mind boggles me how an announcement of a super show would bring. And I'm not saying that it brought, like, a lot of negative, negative energy. But it did catch me by surprise how much negative energy we started getting from it. From people that report on wrestling from, from credible journalists or credible content creators. And it's like, fam, like, are you just trying to be controversial? Are you just trying to cloud chase? And the, here's the funny thing about it. This guy, right, and I like Wrestling Inc. And I like most of the people that either contribute on, the, on, on Wrestling Inc., or or that work for them, right? Mo- most of the people are like, but there's people that, that he associates with, and guess what? They're nothing but cloud chasers, and what they promote is nothing but garbage. That's the funny part
1: about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, l- listen, a bunch of these journalists, I mean, like I said, you went off, you, you hit it out of the park on that post on Lucha Outsiders, man. Like, these some of these journalists and analysts, man, like, you gotta wonder how they're in the positions that they're in, man, and like I just they they think they have all this power to say and do whatever they want, and hey, listen, everybody's got their own opinions, and that's fine, right? Uh, but man, just to just to downgrade and and kind of just uh, I don't know, take the enjoyment out of other people, it's just uh, like I guess it's not healthy, and I don't know how they have the effort to do that. I, right. I really don't. I mean, I've just kind of been trying to really just clean out my Twitter as of late, man. If Mm -hmm. I see any... You know, not all negative stuff. Obviously, you're never going to fully escape the negative stuff. I mean, it's social media. That's what you're going to get on there in general. But, you know, I try to just stay away from the negative energy that really, like I said, is just not healthy. And like I said, I want to enjoy my wrestling, man. If I don't like something, I'm not going to go out of my way to bash it and tweet about it and find people who are enjoying it and tell them how much that I am not enjoying it. Because to me, that's just, I mean, it's just a loser mentality, man. Like, I, why, why would somebody even want to do that? Why would anybody have the effort to do that in the first place?
0: Yeah. It, it mind boggles me. And kind of like what you said, too. It makes you really wonder, like, how some of the people that are either credible or in a positions um, where they're writing for, like, Forbes or whatever, they could just push shit out there. And, like, I get it. Everyone has their own opinion. But at the same time, it's like when you're taking – when you're in a position of power where – instead of elevating the business or doing something for the business or for wrestling culture, you're just putting out, like, a negative tone out there. It's, like, really, like, you should be better than that. Also, let me let me put, point this out, too. This is the same jackass that came after the Young Bucks, too, over sneaker culture. Apparently, this guy all of a sudden became, like, the ambassador or, like, the spokesperson for, like, sneaker culture and started going out of the Bucks to the point that he tried to make it, like, a racial issue. So this guy, to me, is just a fucking clown when it comes to this wrestling world.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, it's uh, it's like Brad Shepard, you know, and I hate even mentioning uh, his name and giving him attention, but it's just like him, man. Like, he's always, always trying to make himself relevant by putting out his garbage out there, and, you know, like I said, you're going to get jackasses like that. Unfortunately, it's, it's, it's hard to escape. Yeah, man, but just enjoy what you enjoy.
0: You know, that's why I did the post, like, don't let whether it's journalist or analyst or content creators, etc., don't let them ruin your wrestling fandom. Watch whatever you want to watch. Enjoy whoever you want to enjoy. Support who you want to support. Just don't let these people poison your fandom you know, with their bullshit because it's, you know, it's not right. We should eliminate that from the community.
1: Right, right. And at the end of the day, it's not that serious. It's wrestling. It's something that we're just fans of, I mean, really, we, we're, we are yeah. pro-wrestling fans, that's right. exactly what these journalists are as well, they're pro-wrestling fans, if any of them say that they're not, they're lying to you, I mean, it's, it, and like I said, they think they got more power than everybody else, and, you know, they think their opinions matter more than anybody else's, and, uh, you know, like I said, it's it's a very toxic community, but, man, there, there's definitely ways to work around it, and I suggest a lot of people work around it, because you will enjoy wrestling a lot more if, if you uh you know can try and avoid all that crap that's it bro i think we covered everything
0: that we needed to cover man due to scheduling i don't know when's the next time we will do an episode we will figure that out there ain't gonna be an episode that drops this weekend because today is tuesday the 26th by the time you guys listen to this it'll probably be the 27th about to take a guess as, as quickly as i edit this out but yeah that's it dude um what you got for me ryan
1: all right, uh, follow at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Um, uh, that's really all I got. Like I said, uh, you know, Wrestling Radar, if you want to subscribe on YouTube. But um, other than that, that is all. I want to give a quick plug
0: to GCW. They're going to have a big weekend this weekend in AC. Unfortunately, I will not be attending. i got some family stuff to do. They're having a doubleheader over there. Actually, no, I think... They have, like, JCW that's running in the afternoon. I think, like, another promotion is doing something with them, too, as well. But, you know, if you're in Atlantic City, if you're in the Northeast, definitely check out GCW. I'm sure tickets are still on sale. And this will be the final big AC weekend before Tournament of Survival is happening in June. So uh, I'm sure we'll get some news and kind of see the direction of where things are going for um, GCW heading to the tournament survival. So, you know, definitely check them out. You can find me at rated R since 87 Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm not going to do my usual plugs because if you're listening to this, you already know where to find the podcast. And that is it for the old man Leo that's not here for our Double Ryan Radar. I am yours truly, Mr. Radar. Till next time, keep it RatedR and stay too sweet. Good bye! Mmm. And good night, Ben.